Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a dimensional world to something different, and we're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one, and we're interested in new ways to create peace within ourselves and with others. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and the way we use words is changing. The way we interpret events is expanding, and we're asking different questions of ourselves. The way we define love is getting bigger, and there are always bigger, brighter ways to surf. So grab your boards. We'll be looking at light energies, earth energies, and our own spirit energies, and using them to change our world. So let's ride the waves of our new space together and share our stories. My guest today is award-winning composer and singer Leah Scallon. We're talking today about Leah's 10th album, The Luminous Pearl, and Leah's recent ceremonies in Australia and around the globe called Sounds of Source, and the crystal skulls Leah likes to work with that brings so much inspiration to her music. You can find out more at soundsofserious.com and listen to the album on SoundCloud. So welcome, Leah. Well, hello, Christy. It's been a while, and it's lovely to connect with you again. I'm so glad you're here. So for the waves. So I think we were just going to start talking about planetary activity and planets outside of our solar system that seem to be affecting us. Uh, I know the sun right at this moment sending out a giant solar flare again, and that seems to keep affecting Earth, these explosive energies that kind of come in our lives and then leave like really fast. So what have you been noticing? It's been very interesting over the last few months. I keep getting sent information about what's happening on a planetary level. And uh, it's really made me acutely aware of the extraordinary things that are happening in our skies at the moment, which are affecting us. It's like as above, so below. And, uh, you know, we've just emerged from an incredible month of March where there were many, many extraordinary things happening. Portals opening, you know, the seventh of 70 squares. There was an eclipse, a supermoon and uh, an equinox all on the same day. We've just come out of, a couple of days ago, the third of the fourth in the tetrad of blood moons that have been happening over the last 12 months. There's one more to go. So I think what this is all pointing to, Christy, it seems to be the messages that I'm getting, is we have truly entered a time of the Great Awakening. And the sun, as you mentioned, is playing a a very large part in all of this as well. Uh, You mentioned uh, my sounds of source tour and transmissions, um, which began, my work is called the sounds of Sirius, but it's very interesting since mid-2013. The... the, the title, in a way, seems to almost have changed to Sounds of Source, and I've become very aware that these sounds that are coming through me, these tones and melodies and light language, are coming direct from Source, and at this particular time, in this particular phase of my work as a, as a receiver of these frequencies, um, I think what I'm being shown is that these frequencies are coming direct from source and they are coming to awaken us. Our sun is very much part of that. When I got the um, instruction, as it were, to begin this phase that I'm currently in, the sun's source phase, I was shown that our sun is actually sending us massive waves of codes 
And so the sun is playing a very important role in our awakening. These light codes that are coming through, the massive solar flares that are happening almost on a daily basis, it seems, are really shaking us to our core. And so it's coming to a point where we're basically not able to be unaffected by it. So I think the sun is playing the role of helping with a mass awakening in the planet, I think, for those that perhaps, unlike us, who have perhaps been working on our journey for decades, trying to waken ourselves up and become more conscious, those that are completely unaware are now being woken by the sun. That's my feeling. Yeah, I think a lot of people that I would have thought uh, haven't taken a spiritual path journey seem to have their own practices now, either sitting out in the sun or they're doing something. They're doing a something where they're in connection with nature or science in a different way, the planets. It's like something is happening, I think, with everyone where they're kind of developing their own practice. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is that uh, you've done a lot of ceremonies, let's say, since 2012, and of course before that, but you've done a lot with your crystal skulls and joining people from around the globe and just kind of embracing that idea of ceremony again. And so uh, what was the latest uh, ceremony that you did? The latest one that I did was on the 25th of February. That was one of those days of a huge planetary opening. It was the same yeah. symbols in astrology, in astrology were basically saying that this was a moment when we would receive a download of energy that could potentially change our DNA. So when I was given this information, I knew instinctively that this was a really critically important day and I knew that I was uh, in some way meant to be um, <clears throat> instrumental in bringing certain frequencies or grounding certain frequencies on the earth plane that would assist in the opening of that portal that would allow mm -hmm. this cosmic energy to come through that could change our DNA. So on that occasion, it wasn't as a large gathering because my feeling was that in a sense, this was such a sacred moment that this transmission that would come through me needed to be done in a setting where uh, the people surrounding me would be very much in tune with what was, was coming through and that it would be a very focused and quite intense um, day. So I was literally on the top of a mountain here in Queensland, one of the highest points in Queensland. And um, we sat on the earth. As it turned out, we thought initially it was going to be 13 people, but it was 11 of us. And that was quite extraordinary in itself because uh, the number 11 happened. There were so many synchronicities around the number 11. And so at the very last minute, it ended up that two people couldn't come and we had 11 people there. So I sat that day inside a Sothic pyramid, a Phi pyramid, and surrounded by other sacred geometry shapes. We brought in, we, uh, in a sense, um, encapsulated the pyramid in tones, very specific tones that would assist in opening the portal as well. And uh, it was just an extraordinarily powerful transmission, which um, 
I then, uh, which is the first time I've ever done it, Christy, I felt that the uh, transmission needed to be recorded. So I had a little um, recording machine and I actually did a video recording of the transmission and that is now available on my YouTube channel if people would like to, um, you know, experience that energy and uh, use it as a catalyst for their further awakening. Oh, that's great. So I've been lucky enough to see you in this ceremonial space and I don't know that I would call it channeling because it seems like you're singing also with a bunch of other <laughs> beings at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. How would you talk about it? Well, like what, what's happening to you? You know, it's, in that moment? Uh, it's a very, it's hard for me to explain myself. Actually, you're <laughs> finding it hard to explain as an, as an observer, but I suppose I can just say that I go into an altered state and that I, having set the boundaries, as it were, and um, made it very clear that only energies of the highest vibration be allowed to enter my space, I then open myself to be the receiver for the purest and highest frequencies from source that wish to come through to assist with the earth plane at this time, to assist Mother Earth on her journey, and to assist humanity and all living things that are traveling with her into this uh, raising of frequency uh, so that we can enter a higher um, dimensional space. So what happens, I suppose, when I first started this work, I was made very aware that I have a connection to the star system Sirius. Through the years, I would say that I've come to recognize that I see Sirius as the gateway through which my soul came to enter this earth plane. Mm -hmm. But I feel that my soul's energy, and I suppose all of our soul's energy, comes from beyond the beyond. It comes from a much, much farther away place, as it were. But what happens when these ceremonies take place, and when I open myself to do the, these transmissions, is that a number of beings can step forward to uh, bring through the energy. So the language can change. It will be a mixture of tones, very pure tones. And many people have said, you know, I felt like you were in two or three places at the one time. So the, the tones mm -hmm. seem to be multi-layered, multi-dimensional. Then there's the light language which comes through, um, which I think can, it, it can change depending on the the light being or the light beings or stream of consciousness that is wishing to come through. What I have noticed in the time that I've been doing the Sounds of Source, which is sort of from mid-2013, is that there's a stream of consciousness that it seems to be ever-present with me now. And it has a, an Italianate feel. The language has an Italian feel about it. Someone described it as being medieval Italian. And I feel that this stream of consciousness is from the Renaissance stream. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Galileo. And they are bringing through information about the color codes, about the sacred geometries and the light codes. What they continually seem to speak about, though, there are a couple of phrases that come through continually. One is la grande duce, 
-hmm. And the other one is they keep talking about La Grupa. So when this is coming through, there's a sense of urgent excitement coming through my body. And it's like they're saying, gather the group for La Grande Duce. It's like pull them in, gather them together, get them ready for La Grande Duce. So to me, this is this, there's some big event some grand awakening or some big event that they're talking about and they're trying to get everybody ready. You know, the beings beyond the veil, whether it's this stream of consciousness or the others, for example, one that comes through frequently for me is it's uh, like a very ancient Tibetan monk. So I'm singing these deep primal Tibetan chants, Sanskrit chants, which I've never heard before, never learnt. And this can go on for a long time, but as as we know with these mantras and these Sanskrit chants, that is like sound technology. So what that's doing is it's coming through your body and it's and as the listener is receiving it, you know, Buddhists will say that uh this is literally changing you physically. These yeah. so, this is sound technology. So uh, what I've been aware of, Christy, with my work from, you know, fairly early on is that what it's designed to do is to raise the vibration of the listener, to to raise the frequency. And this is where we're at at the moment. You know, people are talking about the shift of the ages, the great awakening, you know, this thing that's happening to us, this, um, you know, we are moving into a new earth. In order to do that, our frequency needs to come out of the more dense 3D vibration and into the higher light frequencies. So that's why there are so many beings now. This is why there are a variety of beings, I think, working with me, because, uh, you know, there are many there now beyond the veil um, wanting to assist us, wanting to help us move our and shift our frequency into these higher higher areas. And... Um, so there's a sense of acceleration and a sense of urgency, I think, coming through with all of this now. The sense of urgency has been sort of growing, I think, since the beginning of the year, um, 2015. And it's a different sort of thing than it than the last couple of years. And um, I know you mentioned in one of your newsletters about the solfeggio sequences mm-hmm. um, and kind of the harmonics of the earth that have been changing. And I think part of the ceremony that I certainly witnessed, it had a lot to do with sort of connecting that sound technology with our human bodies and our earth body. Yes, I I, I think it really is. It's to do with, I've been aware myself of really my prayer being over the last few years, or one of them, to help my light body to integrate with my physical body. Because, you know, we've chosen this physical vessel. This is our, this is our vehicle. This is our tool um, in this dimension. You know, we've come here. We've all, um, those of us who have been on the conscious journey, would sort of have come to the realization that, you know, before we came here, we made a contract to do this. We've come here for a reason. And many would say that this is a very unique time in the history of not just this planet, but the history of the universe. 
and that what's happening on earth at the moment is something quite unique and that's why there are so many souls wanting to incarnate you know our population has literally doubled in the last hundred years or something you know yeah um, so we're now you know seven billion and you know maybe a hundred years ago we were only three billion but all of these souls wanting to incarnate because this is they say the first time that a whole planet has actually ascended you know not just the people on it you know where we've had um, evidence that perhaps full civilizations may have ascended like the Mayans or you know some of the Native Americans where there are um, stories that literally they just disappeared into the ethers in a way and I have another story about that uh, yeah. but that this time it's the whole planet herself that is shifting frequency and you know there are various various stories also about what this new earth might look like and how this might happen you know um, some would say that there's going to be a split that the earth in a sense will split into two earths that one will move into the higher frequencies but those that are not quite ready those who have not raised their frequency enough will remain in this paradigm of the earth until they're ready, you know, it's fine, they will do it eventually, but if they're not quite ready now, that they will remain in this paradigm that we are experiencing at the moment, which isn't a very healthy one, you know, with all this violence and uh, negativity, but that those who are ready will move with the earth herself into a new holograph, I suppose, of experience. Yeah, it's funny, um, there are lots of books about... I'd say 10 years ago, like Barbara Marciniak and Barbara Hanclau wrote about these splits of dimensions and what's going to happen with Earth. And we've been sort of looking at what could happen for so long that now that we're at this edge <laughs> of everything changing, I do feel that things are going to be changing. I'm not that worried, but instead it's like I, I'm kind of excited. Well, you know, I, I think the same I think that we're, we are now actually, we're in the process. And I think all of these incredible planetary alignments that, you know, things that haven't, for, haven't happened for thousands of years, 26,000 years, 3,000 years, whatever. Yeah. You know, all of these planetary geometries that are going on, you know, grand trines, grand crosses, you know, T-squares, yod triangles, all of these things, these shapes that the planets are making up there. Um, this is all pointing to the fact that we are now, we're in it. This is happening. And, you know, just to go back to um, uh, what we were talking about before when I was saying that whole civilization seems to just, you know, just go into the next dimension. Yeah. I had a very, very graphic um, first-hand experience of that happening Um just at that, when we first, just before we first met in San Francisco, I had been in New Mexico in Chaco Canyon yeah. uh, with two other uh, lovely friends of mine who are both uh, shamankas. And uh, we, I had brought three crystal skulls with me. We ended up on our very last day in Chaco Canyon. We ended up doing a ceremony at Casa Rinconata, which is one of the large kivas there, which is an underground ceremonial space. And... Um, as we drew up to the Kiva, to the area, I 
this huge energy just descended upon me and I immediately went into channel and it was very urgent. And uh, out of my mouth in English came something like, um, this is the place of the skulls, be aware of the spiral energy. Now, we've been seeing spirals everywhere on our journey. We've been seeing them on walls, on the ground, on, you know, so we were very, very aware of the spiral um, symbol. But anyway, to make a very long story short, we did a ceremony, a spontaneous ceremony at the Kiva, during which I was given instructions that we were to circle the Kiva three times in both directions, spiral the Kiva in both directions. I came back to where I was. Then my hand started to do this incredible clockwise and anti-clockwise spiral with both hands going. And it was almost like I was pulling in all of this energy from the cosmos, but it was like it was opening a portal. So when that completed, we then went outside the Kiva and I met with uh, one of the other uh, girls out there. We did another sort of ceremony. I had laid my skulls on the ground inside the Kiva area when I'd arrived in there and, you know, to do the ceremony. When I came back into the Kiva to collect the skulls when we were leaving, I went back in and they had just gone. Totally vaporized, disappeared. (laughs) There was nobody else there, just the three of us. The skulls evaporated. Uh, we were yeah. in shock. But um, so we went away and, uh, you know, for an hour later, we were, you know, an hour later, we were still trying to come to grips with all of this. And then Jill said to me, Leah, they're saying that you need to go back there. They want the skulls wish to speak to you. So we drove all the way back to Kanata went into the Kiva space again, and the skulls came over me etherically in a triangle. And they said, we were not taken by human hand. Oh, what we came here to do was complete. We will not be returning, but we will remain with you. So that was a very, very graphic example for me of how thin the veils are now. We are as it were, standing like a colossus with one foot in both realms. So we have a foot in this 3D realm and we have a foot in the other higher dimensional realms. And this is what's happening when I'm channeling. You know, you're seeing me and I'm in a way I'm conscious. So I'm existing in two realms at one time. So I'm here in the 3D in the physical body but I'm also in an altered state where I'm in other higher dimensional realms. And I suppose that's important because what this physical body is doing is grounding the spiritual energy into this 3D realm so that it can affect and raise the vibration of this space. Yeah, those crystal skulls, man, they get around. They get around and they know exactly where they want to be and they want they know who they want to be with and they will get there. They they sort of use us as their um you know, their um Sherpas. Their Sherpas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh so you could you talk a little bit about the two biggest skulls that you have? Uh, Alita and I think Solar. Solar, yes. Well, these are two extraordinary skulls. Solar came to me in 2012 um, uh, in Manchester on the Equinox um, 
on my birthday, the 22nd of June, uh, which I think is no accident. Uh, it's the time of the solstice and also um, I think it's no accident because it felt very much like a reunion. When Solar and I met, I saw him. I literally fell to my knees, threw my arms around him and said, I know you, I know you, I know you. And that probably sounds very strange to some of your listeners, but, you know, this is a piece of crystal, a piece of stone. But these crystal skulls, I believe, are the they are the vessels that light beings choose to bring through their energy into this plane. I was just speaking about our bodies being those vessels. These crystals are also the vessels for very, very high frequency light to enter this plane. Not only that, but they are storehouses of energy because these crystals are millions of years old, regardless of whether it's an ancient skull or a modern skull. And so they hold the records of Mother Earth. And they also, um, you know, if we are to believe a lot of the channeled information that comes has come through, that they store the wisdom of the ancients. They store the wisdom of the stars. And this has been actually, in a sense, confirmed for me recently. I met I met this quite extraordinary um, medium recently. And she didn't know me at all. She didn't know what I did, who I was. I was in shorts and a you know baseball cap when I met her. <laughs> and uh, I had this extraordinary conversation uh, with her. And during the conversation, I said to her, you know, I have become involved with the crystal skulls. And there's one particular crystal skull. His name is Solar, um, who has become very pivotal in my work. Is there anything, any information that, um, you know, uh, you can bring through about that? And she immediately said, totally off the top of her head immediately, she said, he is the 13th crystal skull. He is an ascended being. Now, this is the second time that I've been told that Solar is the 13th skull. Uh, when I came back to Australia, um, a week later, he arrived in that 2012 time. And I got a call out of the blue from a woman who, again, didn't know me. She'd been put in touch because she'd had an experience with crystal skulls and she needed to speak to somebody about them. I told her about Solar and while I was on the phone talking uh, about him, she said, oh, my goodness, my whole body is burning up. My face is on fire. Um <laughs> can you send me a picture of him? I'd like to meditate with him, which she did. um, And she sent me, she did three meditations and she sent me the script of the meditations later. And in uh, one of them, he said, well, a couple of them, he said, I am not, because there was a conversation in my mind going on because I had been um, on a journey about an Australian crystal skull. Mm -hmm. And it said, he is not the Australian skull. He is the 13th skull. He is sending out his song to all of the other 12 to come together. And Mm -hmm. he is, you know, can you not hear me? Can you not hear my song? And so this woman, the second medium, is suddenly saying that Solar is the crystal skull. He is the 13th crystal skull. She said that he is an ascended being, And that he has taken this form because he knows that it is only through the sheer strength of the crystal that he can transmit his power. 
mm-hmm. and he he said that because crystals are always older and wiser than humans in a way, and that's why the Lemurians stored the wisdom in the crystals to be found later. And Solar is actually a double terminated Lemurian with golden root tile inside him. And so um, she said that he put his spirit in the crystal eons ago and that he has now come again. His spirit has entered the crystal again so that he can connect with his original wisdom and that basically I will be the vehicle for bringing this through. She said, whoever created Solar was divinely guided. They had no idea what they were doing. They were divinely guided. And she said, you know, we're talking here about the etheric 13th skull. So when the carver, who was Leander de Souza, was given that crystal or found that crystal, he carved the skull around the etheric skull, which was contained within the crystal. And so Solar was born. I've seen Solar myself and... He's huge, huge energy. He is huge, both physically. He's 33 kilos. And yeah. uh, so he's huge physically and etherically. And also uh, what he showed very quickly was that he is an interdimensional gateway. So from the very first day that he came into my care, he, he uh, was showing when photographed beings inside of him. So yeah. like, like a picture. So undeniable, almost photographic images of other beings within him. So it's like he is offering himself as a gateway for these other light beings to make connection with humanity at this time. Yeah, he's like a person. Oh, he is. Because, you know, as I said, these skulls, they are like people. They are light beings who have chosen these this these crystal forms as the vessel within which they can contact us. So, you know, with my crystal skulls, they become family. They become, you talk to them because they are people. And more and more is actually what is happening with me is that I'm now, for example, yesterday I ended up doing three hour um, sort of channeling meditation session and I could feel Solar's light being behind me. I I'm seeing him and feeling him much more now as the light being that he is, mm-hmm. not the crystal skull that he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It, it, I mean, it sounds totally way out probably to someone and totally freaky and perhaps... But it's not that freaky. If you think, I mean, just if you take a look at the trees in your neighborhood, wherever you live, there's going to be a tree that's going to stick out and sort of say hello to you when you walk by. Like, you know, it's that kind of connection. We think of a crystal skull as like a crystal somehow and an animate object, but it's not, you know, and then Solar has such presence. It's like you forget that it is a a crystal. Well, that, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, he is, when I met him, as I said, I fell on my knees and I was bowing to him as king, but also as my dearest friend. So um, the relationship that I have with Solar is it's like a partnership so that when we work together, it's almost the coming together of our energies has been um, predestined at this time. Although this woman also said that, you know, you have been together many, 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 many times before. 
Um, and uh, so this coming together in a partnership at this time is, you know, um, I will be the vehicle for or am the vehicle for the wisdom that he wishes to bring through to the world. So it's um, it's a it's a sort of it's a partnership. Yeah. And what about Alita? You have another one. Well, Alita, you're talking about the crystal skulls, you know, knowing what they want to do and getting to where they want to be. Um, Leandro D'Souza, who was the carver of Solar, um, I met him in 2009 and we have, you know, we have a lovely relationship and I have, you know, helped other people to be connected with um, skulls that have come through Leandro uh, through the years. And so I got this email from Leandro one morning and it was this sort of urgent cry saying, can you tell me who is singing here? And he, uh, he said, I, I, I carved the skull, you know, he had obviously carved it some time before. But he said, when, you know, a few days ago, when I walked past it, I suddenly began to cry. And now every time I walk past this skull, I cry. Can you tell me who this is? So I scrolled down the page and I saw the pictures of this extraordinary looking skull, another 33 or 30 kilo skull. And I did something that I'd never done before. I had to reach for a pen and paper and I started to channel this message in writing. And just off the top of my head, the first lines were, I am Alita, singer of the songs. I am Alita, singer of the song three times. I am from the Euros- I am from Eurosnos, the planet of the void. And I come to bring my songs of love, my songs of light. And it went on. It was this beautiful poem that came through. And since that, what I've come to understand is that Alita was here, the light being that is Alita, was here at the seeding of this planet. So she is very, very um, deeply knowing about everything of Mother Earth and all of humanity and every living thing upon Mother Earth. There's a huge sense of compassion about her. It's like she is a definite she, where Solar is a definite he. So again, there's the male-female balance. But when I saw Alita, I thought this is an extraordinary being, but Solar had only been in my care six months at that stage. I couldn't even think about having another crystal skull. He filled my whole consciousness apart from, you know, I thought the expense of having another one because these things, (laughs) they are artifacts you know they're they're huge pieces of crystal and so we have to work in the 3d realm of of um of that customs customs and paying for the crystal and all of that and so i said to leandro you know well you know who knows maybe one day but not right now (laughs) so a few months later i just i get this email from leandro and he says um elita is on her way to you he had just decided that she had to be with me. And so she said, he said, you know, you can pay me whenever you want. She's on her way. And so she came, whether I liked her or not, she was coming here. And uh, so uh, this is how these skulls work. They don't take no for an answer. They know where they want to be. They know where they need to do their work and they make it happen. Yeah. It's Now, if we could just do that for ourselves... 
<laughs> well, maybe we're all the, the time. Maybe we're on the brink. You know, we can manifest. I think we're beginning to aware that we're much better manifestors than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. I mean, if you think about things that you've done and things that you've made happen in your life, I know I certainly have done with, you know, my travels, sacred travels and things. You know, I think, oh, my, I really need to go there. And you think, but how can I possibly make that happen? You know, Australia's the other end of the world. It's, you know, it takes quite a deal of organization and, you know, financial resources to get yourself to these places. But somehow you make it happen. Exactly. You know, we do. So we need to, I think, become more and more aware of how powerful we are and how powerful our mind is. And uh, with that goes the responsibility of being careful what we think about and what we speak about. Because um, I think more and more we are manifesting more instantly, <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, it's like that thing, um, be careful what you dream for or what you ask for, because, you know, now it's happening pretty quickly. It's it's maybe it's less be careful, maybe it's what you wish for is going to be happening pretty soon. So yeah, get ready, be focused, be ready. <laughs> but you know, like you, uh, I feel not apprehensive, not scared. You know, we're in a whole different zone now, and things are going to amp up very soon. There's a, just a feeling that things are going to get much bigger somehow or on a much different footing and we need to be ready for it just prepare ourselves be ready yeah oh my gosh thank you so much for being with us on surfing the psychic waves you just have such amazing amazing information oh christy it's been an absolute joy as always to speak with you but anyway it's been great and uh really look forward to speaking to you soon